Hello everyone, welcome to the 12th episode of the Chicken Chess Club podcast. I'm French Grandmaster Laurent Fossinet and I'm joined by my dear colleagues and friends, Grandmaster Jan Gustafsson and a future, maybe, who knows, uh, Deputy President uh, Peter Heiner Nielsen. How is life, Jan, from Madrid? I'm good, I'm good. The tournament finished yesterday at the time of recording. 14 rounds, but yeah, I've, I've had a good time in Madrid. I'm, I'm meeting all of Peter's friends and colleagues, and yeah, we had a good time doing the commentary. It's been nice here. Weather's good. Yeah. Can't complain. So you, you, you have a list of uh, Peter's friends? Uh, how does that no, work? Everyone was here. No, like Magnus was here, Anish was here, Jules Polgar's here. There's a lot of chess all over town. Yeah. And yeah, it's been, it's been intense. The passion for chess. The game that we all love so much, it's huge in Madrid. Yeah. They, they had this Blitz tournament the other day with Magnus and Giri inside of a chess club and was so crowded. I've never seen a chess club that crowded, like hundreds of spectators. It was amazing. Okay, okay. Sounds good. And how about you, Peter? How is life? Where are you? Uh, I'm still in Lithuania, so uh, that, that's uh, great. Uh, but uh, ah, different things, suffering from heat wave and such. And... Um, well, busy campaigning, obviously, and things like that. So, been busy times, but generally good, I, w I would say, uh, in a way. So, and if you can hear my voice is a bit rusty, it's because of um, some moderate illness, uh, a sickness at the moment. So, it's a bit up and down. I mean, I'm not living on the high notes of yarn, but more sort of uh, hanging at home. And, of course, to, to keep updating uh, people about my, my suitcase, uh, that was good news. It was located and it was sent from Charlotte back to Frankfurt. But unfortunately from Frankfurt, instead of sending it to Vilnius, where I live, they send it back to Charlotte. So, um, well, we, we will see how that goes. But that is also taking up a considerable time of my life at the moment. At this point, it makes sense for you to just go to Charlotte and pick it up, no? I mean, we'll save energy. I, I generally tend to agree with you, but it's also... Yeah, maybe you're right, but how am I going to get it back from Charlotte? It's too big to... I mean, I check it in again, or what? I mean, uh, I could lose it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I understand, but... Uh, no, but what really impresses me that they call me from Charlotte Airport, and they actually tell me, we have your luggage, we're going to send it all the way to Vilnius. Uh, but, and I can see it updated in my file, but at some point the AI takes over, says, no, no, we have to send it back to Charlotte, right? So, uh, I mean, now they're giving it a second shot, I guess when we get to doing it five times, I will call them again. But maybe it'll just loop eternally like this. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I think we should do a special episode just on your... <laughs> on, on, I agree, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about... I mean, you're tweeting more than usual, which is already uh, according to your... I mean, <laughs> to, <laughs> it's not possible. to what you are doing. I mean, like, to the normal, regular uh, uh, tweeting, uh, let's say... Um, uh, habits is kind of uh, yeah, like tweeting like a machine. I mean, I have to follow that for... I mean, yeah, I figured speak. out that you can make this thing called threats. So instead of just limiting yourself to, you know, 160 uh, sort of uh, digits, you can multiply that with 25 by making a threat. But, uh, that is news to me. So I'm trying to do that to sort of... Uh, well, for people like yourself who would like to have even more details about my point of views, I have managed to, to do that. And uh, I put up pictures I, and stuff like this. I have to. I have to prepare this podcast, so I have to, to read all your tweets. I yeah. guess uh, I'm not sure, Jan, you are doing that as well. Sometimes I do, but five tweets in usually. <laughs> I, I need to do something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's move on to the uh, uh, 
candidates, of course, and uh, Jan Nepomiaci was leading, uh, just uh, won the, the, the candidates tournament with one round to spare, almost two, because he was already uh, in a two-point lead with two rounds to go, so over two players, so he just had to make a draw or... Um, one of the two players had to win the last two games, so it was basically it after uh, round 12. So amazing, amazing performance uh, uh, from Jan, who just took all his chances and uh, won the tournament very, con uh, very convincingly. I don't know. Yeah, congratulations to him. Very hard to argue with plus five, no losses, very stable performance in the second half, didn't mind making draws when it helped him, and he saw everybody else thinking they're in must-win situations. Whenever someone came remotely close, they would suffer a setback, while Nepomnishi, yeah, just looked in control, especially in the second half, when people tried to play for a win or against him or spice it up. He was ready, won a nice game with Black against your boy Ali Reza, who pushed G4H4, maybe a little optimistic. Then when Rapport tried to play the, play the Sicilian, tried to make him work for it, he also looked very comfortable. He knew the theory, uh, just simplified, got a better position where he was in no trouble. No, just a very, very strong performance. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah much better actually than, than okay, so sorry, Peter, much no. better than, uh, than two years ago where um, he lost a game uh, in the last round of the first part and uh, didn't make even close to the same score. I think it was plus three. So yeah, uh, that's a very impressive performance. Yeah, please. Yeah, Please. no, I mean, I even tweeted about, tweeted that it was very well-deserved, but in case you missed it, I can sort of give up my arguments. Uh, that Well, of course, it makes no sense debating if it's uh, well-deserved. He won by such a huge margin. Of course, you can point to some moments where he got things a bit easy and such, but, uh, I mean, it's a two-point margin. That's a ridiculously big margin, so it's uh, an overwhelming victory and incredibly deserved. There's nothing to, to debate about uh, that. I think also... Well, if you look the distance between first and second, and second to, I don't know which number, uh, I mean, two points is a long distance. I mean, uh, it could almost be to last place, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So that was uh, a surprising but overwhelming victory, in, in my opinion. And he deserves a lot of credit for that, no doubt. Yeah, we didn't get it at all in our predictions. Uh, I saw Jan this morning, who was retweeting what you retweeted, Peter, very proudly, because you... You 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 predicted you you predicted Carwana, uh, so you were you were very proud after uh, let's say uh, the first half, while um, Jan said Ding, which at the end of the tournament came second, and my boy Ding with the comeback. Yeah, that was. You'll have to talk about it. That was nice, and uh, uh, I predicted uh, Ali Aiza, uh, which was <laughs> not even close. Let's uh, let's face it. Yeah, so second place. Um, that's it for for Nepo. So he gets he gets the match, but uh, uh, doesn't know against whom. Basically, he, he clearly said that he, he wanted a, a rematch, which is very understandable and which fits his um, uh, let's say uh, ambitious uh, ambitious way of uh, of living his uh, chess life. So you expected him to say, no, I'm done. I just won the candidates. I don't want to remember yeah, um, that news. No, I mean, like, uh, maybe he has better odds against Ding. I think he would have better odds against Ding. So, uh, yeah, but whatever I mean, happens, I think he, he, he chose the right answer. That uh, 
Yeah. He wants the match. No, I understand. <laughs> but do you think he really, he really wants this match or he wants Ding? I think he's a confident guy and the last match hurt and he wants to show it wasn't chess, but he was, yeah. Yeah. It was other factors. That's what he's been saying. It was my point. So I think he genuinely wants, wants to yeah. play Magnus. But Which is not so obvious. He'll take, he'll take any match, I mean, no? chickens like us, we would say, we would think, okay, uh, this guy Magnus is kind of uh, uh, maybe too good. Uh, let, let's get, let's go for Ding. I mean, he can beat uh, Tags the first few rounds. Ding is also pretty. Ch chickens good. like yeah, us could also think that if you lose to Magnus, you're the second best in the world. If you lose uh, to Ding, well, you start <laughs> drop even further. That's not chickens. That's a loser mentality, no? <laughs> ah, okay. This, we should make mix <laughs> up these things. That's true. Yeah. Big yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. I will make my lo chess losers podcast on my own. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Can't After Chennai, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Good one. <laughs> shall we? Shall we? Before we move on to potential match talk, we can go through all the participants yeah. of the candidates and call them winners, losers, something. No? Yeah. So yeah, I had, I had four categories actually, like big losers, oh. uh, losers, winners, and uh, yet to be decided because for Ding and it's exactly the second place. I mean, for Ding, for me, he's a loser if he doesn't get the match. Uh, because he was a favorite before the tournament, one of the top favorite. And if he gets a match, of course, then he's a winner. So uh, it's all in uh, Magnus and maybe Fide hands uh, to, to, de to determine if uh, Ding is a winner or not. Yeah, so, okay, with Nepomnishi, I guess there's not a big debate. Yeah. He's, of course, a winner, so we can jump straight into Ding. I agree with you, actually. Oh. Of yeah. course, of course, to keep the suspense for till we get to Alireza. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so no, I agree with you. I think for Ding, the goal had to be to qualify for a match. If second place accomplishes that, he's a winner. If not, it's hard to call him a loser because he showed so much spirit. Poor Ding arrives here two days before the tournament, has a horrible start where he said himself he couldn't calculate at all, jet lag and so on. He's alone in Madrid, doesn't have anybody to hang out with, and then. He wins four of his last six games. Like he showed his spirit and also his chess class. I mean, I have to say exactly his and how he defended against Fabi. Like he's an amazing, amazing player. That's exactly so my point. I was, I was happy. So to that's see why him I'm calling coming. him a loser because I think he's, he's the best player in this field. So, I mean, like he doesn't well, win the tournament. Course. So no, no, no. for <laughs> me, he's just uh, it's such a pity. And uh, yeah, it cannot be considered as a success when you are. I, I think it's much better than all, all. I mean, like, I think it's much better than Nepo. I mean, that's my my personal opinion. But um, he has much higher class, let's say, and uh, not much, but higher class. See that you and, are trying uh, to yeah, hedge your bets. You are willing to work on any any team against Nepo, yeah? Not at all. I mean, like, no. I think Ding and uh, and uh, Magnus are, are, are clear clear number one for Magnus and clear number two for for Ding. Mm -hmm. That's Those are your top two choices for teams you would work <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. And number three is clearly Nepo. He's clear number three now that uh, Fabi will come uh, back to it later. But uh, uh, So I don't know what, okay. what's your opinion, Peter. Well, Give us I, I have right. Ding as, uh, well, the four categories. I have him number two. Not big winner, but I still think that compared to Average, he's kind of a winner because he might get a match and he boosted his reputation. But of course, uh, I'm probably biased by the horrible start he have in, had in a way and such. Um, but still, uh, I think for Ding, it was 
overall a positive uh, thing, uh, I would say. So, okay. I mean, I would say ha having as a minor winner, uh, but uh, it depends. I don't know if I fully agree with that he sort of completely manifested himself as number two. I still think Caruana has some potential to challenge that or even Nepom, but uh, I, I generally agree with most of what you said, I would say. His technique, he won this decisive game against Nakamura, mm -hmm. where I think a lot was on Nakamura as well, and I think Nakamura talked about it, he was nervous in certain spots, or his rhythm wasn't good, he played a little too quickly. Earlier he could have equalized once or twice with Rook D8 and some moves exchanging more pieces. But Ding's technique afterwards, after he got an advantage, uh, I found amazing, like so much control, yeah. not giving any chances. You're, you're praising him for the win against Caruana. I thought that uh, he, he was also very much worth at some point, unnecessarily and such. Well, he blundered. He blundered at some mm -hmm. point. I'm not sure how much people are into chess moves, but it was a tough game. I think he played well, and then he thought he was winning a pawn with some g5, queen e5, and he blundered a trick. Then he was much worse, but then he defended amazingly. I think almost anybody collapses there against Fabi and he hung in there and even managed okay of course a lot is on Fabi to, to turn it around when Fabi yeah was pushing a little too hard also finished very nicely there now I was impressed with Ding of course he lost this horrible game against Rajabov with white in 24 moves where he was dead lost after I know 18 moves that was a setback so he couldn't compete for first but also that he came back from that because we've seen a lot of people collapse along the way but let's continue with yeah, our Yeah, such a... I mean, just, just one more point. I mean, such a pity you mentioned the game against Rajabov, but of course, the first round against Nepo. I mean, he lost two horrible games uh, as White, which uh, cost him the fight for, for first place, basically. Yeah. That's how it can go. So who's next? Rajabov? Rajabov, so it's... Has to be a winner. So he edged uh, out uh, Nakamura on tiebreak, so he's third. And uh, obviously, we didn't expect uh, him to do that well, especially after the start. I mean, like around 50% was likely, but now he made plus one and uh, came back from minus two. So this is very, very impressive. And of course, I mean, he didn't. It's, it's clear that he was not playing to, to win the tournament and he showed a very strong performance. Or to finish second. <laughs> um, I was impressed. He did the chicken chess club proud in the penultimate round when Fabi surprised him in the opening in the Catalan yeah. with some interesting idea. But uh, either of them has to win to have a theoretical chance for second. And Rajav just completely wraps it up. So they're both out. I was very impressed. I would have done the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Stellar chicken work, right? I mean, yeah. And also, yeah, I mean, there was a theoretical chance. I think it just take took a bunch of... No, either, if either wins there, might very much. Heavily, but uh, even if they draw, then uh, I think if Nakamura hadn't won, right? Um, then actually Ding, uh, Nakamura being a draw and uh, Ratya winning with Black as he did might ha would have been enough for him. So, I mean, the dream left... Li I don't do left that. Sorry? I don't no, do I, I mean, I didn't follow the games. Awesome. I was mainly caring about all the different math scenarios. Uh, you can check yeah, out my... Exactly, yeah, I get, I get the impression you're not reading yeah. my tweets very carefully, but... Yeah, uh, I did, I did. I mean, that was... Uh, you, you were right, yeah, not, not to do it. But usually it says something like, okay, I miscalculated, but my point still stands. No, that was uh, <laughs> once when I had an embarrassing typo. But uh, yes, exactly. My point still stands. That's what you should pay attention. You should put that on your, on, your, on your Twitter profile, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you do, actually. Yeah, you do read my tweets. Embarrassing typo. Uh-huh. Anyway. Okay, Nakamura. No, 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 Nakamura. no, no, no. I didn't get to speak on Radyabov. 
please. Ah, please yeah, yeah, I mean, he's of course a big winner. And uh, as this is a political campaign podcast, I would also point out that third spot could give him a match, right? I mean, if Magnus declines, then uh, Nepomniachtchi could actually be sanctioned uh, at that point. So uh, then you ban Nepomniachtchi, and then there's your. I'm I'm not gonna go. ban him, but for instance, if you take the Polish sports minister Kamil Botnichuk, he was basically stating three days ago that uh, 20, 33 countries, including your own countries are signing documents uh, that, uh, well, to ban Russian sports uh, persons. I'm not particularly talking in favor of that. I'm just talking that uh, that exists as well. So, uh, I mean, well, a lot of things can happen in half a year. And uh, one of them could be, be that. So the third spot is not completely without value. It's, it's just what I'm trying to say. Ah, I didn't take that. Yeah, I thought uh, yeah, I thought about it. And actually, his strategy to go for okay. uh, counter-attack, I mean, like, I mean, if he wouldn't lose his first two games, I mean, actually, he had chances to win the candidates. If you are uh, with hindsight, I mean, uh, look how he beat Ding and uh, Rapport as black. I mean, that was very impressive. So, on a good day. So at what point did he have chances to win the candidates? In general, I mean, his strategy is to, to just uh, uh, wait for his chances. I mean, like I thought he had zero chances before the tournament, but actually now, now that the tournament took place, I thought that in general, I mean, not in the tournament, of course, he had no chances, but in general, he has chances because. So you think with hindsight before the tournament, he would have chances, even though. He yeah, had no that I, I made a mistake with my judgment that he had zero chances. Actually, that he didn't didn't play for wins necessarily, no. And people, I mean, he played great chess. I'm not going to try to talk it down. But also, we've had everybody committing suicide. Everybody not called Nepo in many games in the second half. No, in general, I thought it was a great success for the Chicken Chess Club this okay. tournament. Because playing for a win, it backfired every game. Um, just justice. I was, uh, <laughs> I was thrilled. Justice. Yeah. And the publisher even said that he never had to be in that situation because he had this great start. Mm -hmm to play for a win and he could conserve some energy. That's why his event went so smoothly. And if we look at Fabi, Ali Reza, Ding, <coughs> Ding with white against Rajabov, like he, he just plays chess. No, it's not like he did something crazy. He just played a bad game. Ding is being Ding, right? But uh, I think the rest is, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, anyway Na Rajabov winner. Nakamura. Nakamura? Yeah. Who's having construction in their house, by the way? It's me. It's uh, the on the street. I, I, I can't do much about it. I mean, the window is closed. Uh, it's how it works in Paris during summer. They are doing construction all over the place. And that's why German tourists, when they come to Paris, they are amazed by uh, this city and uh, are praising uh, Paris. Paris syndrome, it's called. Yeah, <laughs> Paris syndrome. <laughs> so... Um, uh, I will mute myself when I'm not going to talk, maybe. So I, I will give my opinion about Naka. He's, of course, for me, a winner. Not a big one, because he lost the, the last game against uh, uh, Ding, but he showed a good performance. I, I, I don't think he was there to, to win or to to qualify. He would have played that game as black against Nepo, because, well, I mean, it's obvious that Nepo would have been nervous for that game. Probably he, he wouldn't win the game, but it had to be tied. I think, in my opinion. So, nothing to lose. I, I, I thought he rightly evaluated that uh, <coughs> second place might be good and made some, some good decisions. And this playing for a win, it always sounds nice, but how, how has it worked in the tournament? Also, like, 
Rapport played for a win against Nippo, it doesn't mean you get a chance if you just play one C5. So I thought I thought he did things smartly and I was overall impressed with Hikaru, I have to say. He looked very stable, like his preparation, okay, with black I always criticize the black preparation and being a bit predictable, but overall was good. He put quite some pressure with white and he's just, yeah, he looked very, very stable and took his chances when they came. Like he was shaky in the end of his well against Duda, he blundered the spawn and it was very up and down and Duda self-destructed. But overall, I think for Hikaru and also his many fans, this must have been very successful to have him in the race for second place and a good performance. Yeah, of course, it's heartbreaking for him to lose the last round, so I'm not sure we can call him a winner or he will consider himself one. Obviously, second place would have been amazing, but it was a good performance. For, for me to add this thing about the game with Nepomniachtchi, I really think... From a mathematical point of view, it depends so heavily on how you evaluate the value of uh, second place. If second place has considerable value, then I thought that it made a lot of sense, because he was basically securing better tie breaks than Ding, uh, which meant that he would uh, get to a situation where a draw would most likely be, be enough against uh, Ding. And even if he beat Nepomniachtchi, he still has to catch up with him, if I remember correctly and such. So. It, it was a sort of, I mean, difficult situation, but I think if you val evaluate second place as something that's worth playing for, it had some, some reason. Um, I think that, yeah, he's mixed. Um, well, he's generally a winner in the sense that he's now much more recognized as one of the world's top players than before. He's actually proven himself. He, he qualified surprisingly, and he held his own. And did very, very well. I mean, no one will debate if Nakamura is a top 10 player. He obviously is. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but of course, he's going to be disappointed that he missed out on uh, on not making a draw in the last round and clinching, clinching second. Especially when he had numerous chances to do it and such. So, uh, I will probably even demote him to a slight loser in the sense that he was so close uh, on, on something that would have been quite groundbreaking for him and then um, missed up, uh, mi sorry, messed up at the last hurdle. So uh, he's, he's a difficult case to, to define, I would say. I have a question for you Magnus Carlsen experts. Do you think it's less, okay, we'll get to it later, but just while we're on that more. Do you think it's less likely Magnus plays now? Because he thinks, okay, Nepomnishi Ding, I'd be okay with that, but world champion Nakamura, I wouldn't be able to handle. So I have to play. Do you think that's a factor? No. I think it is. All right. Uh -huh. Of course it is. I mean, like, no. you have to think. I mean, Neponaka, really? We are going to watch this? I mean, come on. Let's be serious. I so, yeah, no, I still disagree. He should have played that game against... Uh, you are really more, more chicken by her than me. I mean, like, you, you think about the second place. Like, first of all, it was not guaranteed at all. And, of course, why not to play? I mean, it's when you are playing, it doesn't mean necessarily that you are going to lose. I mean, like... You just play some Hauser, what did uh, Richie, and some something. I mean, you tie something. I mean, imagine <coughs> in this situation, of course he would play. Yeah. He would tie something. I I agree, but um, I mean, it's. Uh, I think it's it's quite. A but also always the argument. Imagine Magnus would do that. It's also different for Magnus because he's better. Yeah, than it so doesn't. His EV uh, is much higher when he plays for a win with Blackwell. If you're not necessarily stronger than your opponent. I think it could just be a very bad There is a famous famous Cortsmark quote on that. I think that, uh, well, someone played the King's Indian and Cortsmark said, you shouldn't play the King's Indian like that. And he says, well, Fisher played it. And he said, yeah, but you can't play like Fisher. And I think that, well, 
you have to stick to what's realistic. And I think, well, Nakamura could also be tired and such. I, I'm pretty sure Nakamura is uh, a very, very logical and smart guy. And, and, you, and you don't think that Nepo would be nervous? During of course. Game. You don't think he was nervous against I think Rapport? he was nervous in other games. No, he was, he was not nervous against Rapport. He was two points up and two rounds to go. So he was not nervous at all. I mean, he knew. I mean, like, everyone knew that it was over. Yeah. With three rounds to go, two points. Mm -hmm. Let's say if Naka wins and it's only one point defense, so he could be nervous. I'm not saying he would be nervous, that mm -hmm. he would lose the game. But it would make sense, I mean, to at least try some Spanish, some random Spanish. I don't know. Yeah, try something. I mean, but again, yeah, I don't know. Okay. Explain us your strategy in the last round of the French Rapid Championship again. Yeah. Right. I mean, like, I, I, I was leading. <laughs> so you made a draw and hope you had the better tiebreak, right? Yeah. I had a better tiebreak. The other guy wouldn't win, no? I no, I, I, I had a better tiebreak. So okay. it was clear that only if Lagarde would win, I would finish second. Otherwise, I would finish first. So that uh -huh. makes... But what, what, what would Magnus have done? Do you think he would have made a quick draw? Hope Lagarde doesn't win? Yeah, but that's, a, that's a defense. So, I mean, like, good odds no, no, are very good for me if I make a draw. I mean, but I mean, on. you were white against you, you the You are my chicken of the week, Jan. You are replacing you as a chicken by default. You are replacing <laughs> no, no. Anyways, I'm making too much noise. Break. I'm muting Always myself. Well, of course, he should play He should play for a win with black. Uh, I've never seen it. He should play the rouser without having a clue. And then he will just crush Nepo because Nepo will be very nervous. Yeah, and Nepo's locking up Matt. Come on, Naka, Naka played Naka random, random Spanish all his life. He knows online. I mean, like, I mean, like, he can he can choose something. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, shall, shall we? I move think on? so. <laughs> Let's move on to the unhappy section. I would assume. Yeah. Who's next? Yeah. Fabi? Minus one. Oof. Yeah. He scored one and a half out of seven mm -hmm. in the second half. One and a half out of seven. That's pretty rough. Poor Fabi. I feel bad for him. Obviously, he's a loser. He was one of the yeah. big favorites, and also our, I think top favorite together with Ding to win the event and he just completely collapsed after this game he lost to Nakamura in round eight I don't know do we think Fabi's gonna gonna be back and fight for winning the candidates and get another match like this is must be so rough for him yeah first of all he, he had the best prep in the tournament I mean he showed many many ideas that was, that was amazing just a lot of work uh, was done that's very obvious but he lost all these long games that was, and the last one to Alireza. So it's very disappointing, and um, now it will be very difficult to, for, for, for him, it's my guess, to, to win another candidate, to qualify, why not? But now I don't see him coming back, and of course, of course, I agree, he's a big, big loser, and that was very disappointing because uh, he worked so hard before, before the tournament, that's very obvious. Yeah, and he was fighting throughout. You could just see it wasn't wasn't him anymore. Like, yeah, it was it was rough to watch. I agree that he's sort of a, a big loser. I don't agree that he he will not come back. I mean, well, if they play the tournament over again, I will still list him as the favorite together with Ding and such. He's just a strong player. He's well prepared. He works hard. I still think he's motivated and such. So uh, I wouldn't say my overall assessment of his, him has changed dramatically. But of course. Uh, his chess-playing skills uh, seem to decline in the, in the latter part of the event, and that's, of course, some, somewhat worrying. But um, I still think he's um, an obvious top uh, four player in the world. Yeah, there may be surprise around him. If, I don't know what the reasons were, but I always thought of Fabi very resilient and stable mentally mm -hmm. as well. 
But here he just collapsed after losing that one game. So Nakamura, I'm not sure if it was a fatigue issue as well or a bit of this, okay, I have to keep winning games to keep track with Nipponishi. <laughs> he played this line I hate against Duda, this bishop e6 in the Italian, bishop e6, f6, that structure, where white goes b4, a4. Probably trying to mix it up, but just lost a, a nice game by Duda, actually. Mm -hmm. And it just, the wheels came off. Clearly, you could see in the last rounds he couldn't play anymore. Like against Ali Reza, this position he lost with the Eternal Knight on e4, and he's worse in like three, four moves. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not saying it's impossible for him to come back, but I think it will be a serious, uh, it's a serious setback, and it will be very difficult. But he showed that uh, he was always working very hard, and... Uh, uh, he's very motivated, obviously, but yeah, uh, those lo long games were very, let's say, uh, I mean, all of them he lost. I mean, like in the last, uh, after six hours of play, I mean, he was just uh, dead and making so many mistakes that it's, it's very worrying for, for Fabi, I would say. Yeah. We'll see. We should praise, you mentioned already, his preparation was so amazing yeah. for us, theory nerds. What he did against Nepomneshi with black, also what he did against Rajabov with black, I think Loki is a very, very cool idea. And every game is showing fresh, interesting stuff, the white idea against the Petrov. Like, you could go through all the games. His preparation was amazing and really a level ahead of everybody else because he's so good at surprising and still having depth behind it. So it was even more rough to see how much how much he collapsed. Uh, amazing on his... Uh um, I thought we would see, I, when I saw knight g7 against Ding, he was blitzing out all these moves. I thought, okay, wow, we are going to see some... But that line is nothing, it's all in my course. Like <laughs> My course wow. ends with knight g7, rook f8, and black is fine because b3 is coming. It's, it's, wow. I was actually surprised ah, he went wow. for this. I, was, I, was, I, I thought something big was coming up, and actually no, 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 thought for 40 minutes, uh, which was uh, very unimpressive, but that was the only prep which... Basically yeah, went wrong. That one went wrong. Yeah, they You're telling me yeah, that okay. Ding is buying your courses? I would guess yeah. so. No, he's a he, he he's followed a, it. He even went B3. He's a serious he guy. Yeah. The, the idea yeah, of coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no. The alternative is Ding also has engines, but that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. No, also, why does he need to <laughs> you need bring a team when he can just download? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Exactly. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay, who's next? Uh, my Ali boy, Reza. my boy, Ali Reza. Okay, it went. Uh, it was just a disaster. Even in colla he collapsed simply in the in the middle of the tournament. Even played this uh, famous uh, bullet night where he, he was playing hyper bullet against uh, Nauditsky online for I think three or four hours, two hundred fifty. But just two hundred forty games. No, it wasn't. Sorry. Two hundred forty games or two hundred. Yeah, maybe something like that. But anyway, I mean, like people are criticizing him, but. Uh, I'm sorry, but his tournament was gone, and uh, Ali Reza, for him, it <coughs> says that it's about winning or, or nothing. So he understood at that point that it was nothing, and he, he just wanted to change his mood. Uh, so, I mean, I kind of understand, of course, the next day he played a very poor game against Nepo, which was, again, uh, the luck, uh, the, the, the winner's uh, luck, I mean, because uh, only, only one day uh, Ali Reza did that. Uh, but uh, overall, very disappointing. Luckily, he won the, the very last game against uh, Fabi, which at least gives some little positive emotions, I guess. And for the first time, I think, he's beating one of the one of the guy uh, from the very top because he has a table score against Magnus, he has a table score against Nepo, 
Uh, it was the first game against Fabi, so this is the first time he's really he's beating okay, someone from sorry, the top. Sorry, you can't sell the victory against the corpse of Fabi in the last round who just scored one out of six and wants to go home as the big success. He finally beat a top player. I mean, that wasn't that wasn't the real Fabi. Yeah, I understand, but still, um, I mean, it's better. It's better than. I mean, winning is better than yeah. losing. <laughs> Has. No, no, of course, for uh, overall feeling. Yeah. I don't know. Anish had an interesting point on the broadcast. He said that, yeah, Ali Reza, he just takes the draw out of the equation. He wins or he loses, and that can be dangerous when he plays against stronger players, like in this event. I don't know. It looked like something was a little off with his judgment of risk-reward ratio. No, of course, it's the chicken talking in. But this move he played against Nakamura, GF6, and also oh, the whole wow. game, he looked... Yeah, like, uh, I mean, like, there was <coughs> game. And then against Nepomneshi, it was cool to play G4, H4. Boss, if you think about it, all your pieces are back there. The guy goes H6, Knight, G6. It looks completely ridiculous, no? Like, so... Yeah. I don't know what happened to him. Maybe he's still just too used to crushing 2,600 players, and he has to adjust a little to what he So not, not only you are play. hanging out with uh, Giri, you are just even mentioning him and quoting him during the... During the podcast, yeah. I did commentary on with Giri yeah. for two hours. Yeah, yeah. So the door, yeah, no, I'm not going to to argue with uh, with Giri about uh, uh, fighting spirit and uh, his wild and so on. He's 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 a great expert on such. So <laughs> it, 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 it's good. It's good. We we agree with. Uh, I agree at least with Anish. I don't know uh, how about you. Um, how do you feel about that, Peter? That can be a special episode as well. I would rather talk about uh, Ali Reza. Well, I think that the impression ones get is that maybe he's not good enough to win the candidates, as simple as that. There was too many weak moments in, in uh, and such, and that uh, it's not unreasonable. The guy is very young and such. But uh, I think many sat with that uh, impression that he he simply has to improve, and obviously he has uh, plenty of uh, time time for, for that and such. But... Um, well, I think he prepared incredibly hard, took half a year off and so on and so forth, but um, it didn't work out. And, uh, well, I think also, well, I think at some point Larsen was asked why he didn't become the world champion. And the answer was that there was better players than me. And uh, so far, that's still uh, Ali Reza's problem. But I think that he's, he's not good enough yet. He might become that, but uh, we will see. But it wasn't obvious to us no. before the tournament no like so well i said i don't i don't know he might not be collapse, but uh, i think that the, yeah, but yeah. that that that, that sure one has been would. answered right that we we did we didn't know we didn't have enough info i think now we do right um i, I disagree uh, i think i think uh, uh this is a kind of guy if he starts to win one or one or two games and he mm -hmm. can get uh, very very confident yeah. and mm -hmm. start to to play like a machine and mm -hmm. start to win uh every game I mean, like, of course, he did it in European Championship where it was weaker opposition, so one has to give some credit to to Giri, of course. But I think he's pushing so much that he can put pressure anyone, <coughs> uh, almost almost everyone in the world. And he could win, let's say, against Duda, Rapport. He, ca he, he can win both games against them if he's on a rush. I mean, mm -hmm. it's clear for me. And Rajabov, for instance. I mean, why not? Um, so yeah, but he also puts pressure on himself. No, that's the point. It's not like he can be solid and then push. In, in some games, he has this full gear as in full gear forward and such a long tournament. Yeah, he, this time clearly backfired. Yeah. What do we know about his preparation? He refused to play in a lot of tournaments like Vikanzei and so on. Not focus on preparing. Not to. Laurent, you have you have some insight. Yeah, into uh, he refused to play only in Vikanzei actually. 
there's well, 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 okay. well not two amounts for him. I mean, no HS was uh -huh. too close uh, to the candidates. And um, yeah, when I talked to him the last time, he was afraid that he had no two amounts, and then he got this invitation for for uh, Grandchest. So, so uh, we know now it's uh, uh, so. So we know how with whom uh, actually he prepared. Now it, it became like public knowledge. So it was uh, Kramnik and uh, Cheparinov oh. at the very least. So Kramnik at this. Uh, I don't know. We will come back to Kramnik later or. How do we do? How we talk? Sure, but how how do you know your your spies spotted them on the yeah, beach? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, actually, Maze, uh, Maze, uh, so Kamnik on the beach, on some beach in the south of France, and okay, was a bit surprised, and then he started to talk to him, and he said, "Sure, I'm training with Aliaza," and then uh, Maze uh, just visited them in the in the house they were renting for for one of the training camps, so um, that's um, that's not cool completely public here. I mean, M Maze came to my show and, and said it, so... Uh, but Kramnik, he wasn't so nice on his pupil then in his public comments, no? Like, so, <laughs> the big question now is, uh, are they still working together? Or maybe Kramnik got fired and got uh, uh, hungry uh, with uh, with Aliaza because he said he, had, he didn't have the understanding of world number two or number three in the world, that it was uh, something wrong with that. I mean, something re really not nice. So, are they still working together? I mean, like, it would be a bit weird to go against your your boss like that. I mean, we would never do that. <laughs> That's for sure. Never. And we would be fired in the second, yeah? I mean, in the same second, which w actually would be, I think, uh, pretty fair. So, I don't know. I don't know, but... Uh, but Magnus doesn't have the understanding of the number two or number three in the world. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's true as well. So I don't know how it works, uh, if uh, they got some arguments, or if they are still working together, but then it's a very weird way to 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 do it, I would say. Um, I don't know. I, I have no, okay. no information. We, we need you to keep us posted. Like, yeah. uh, I know you have your sources. And Go for a yeah. walk on the beach. Ch check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But avoid nude beaches. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, Please. Yeah, so um, I don't know what, what, what you guys think about it, if it's on a purely uh, ethical uh, point of view. Maybe Peter. Ah, oh. I don't think it matters too much. I was a bit curious to hear because, yeah, of course, we knew about that from our secret sources. So the, the comments were a bit strange, but he's also not wrong that the understanding Ali Reza showed in this tournament didn't look like, like world class. I'm not sure if it's understanding or the the mode, the risk reward ratio, but yeah, some of the, the games they look t they look tough. Maybe he knows it's not good, and he just thinks he can get away with it, because he's he's so sharp and he underestimated everybody else a little bit. So I'm not sure if it's understanding or eagerness to spice it up. But yeah, it didn't look ah, good. It, if he's his coach, he's a bit puzzling. Else uh, he can say whatever he wants. I mean, so I, I mean, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it was actually it was his coach like one month ago. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I mean, they had a training camp, so I don't uh, know about now, but one no, month no. ago it was it was okay. So this is uh, just weird. I've never been in a situation where that would be a reasonable statement, so I don't know. But, uh, yeah. And all right, a couple yeah. of uh, let's move down the list. Duda and Rapport. Maybe we can do them Poor together. Duda. I mean, yeah, we can do yeah, a bit similar, but 
Glad. They, they are sharing the, the last place, so of course uh, they are losers, but in another way, um, I hope uh, they learned a lot from their first experience in candidates, but of course you have to consider them uh, as uh, um, as losers, but let's see in the, in the future, because they, they can definitely, they, have a, they are both uh, incredibly young and they can, for sure they will have chances yeah. to, to come back. Uh, I hope it was a good learning experience for both of them, but who knows? Well, Only I would say that they are losers, but not necessarily big losers. They both somehow yeah. managed to create interesting games. They didn't seem completely out of place. I mean, well, let's take Radyabov in 213. There he had an incredibly hard time, and now he sort of uh, actually did very well, right? But I wouldn't say that they completely collapsed in any way. So, but of course, uh, maybe it's you wouldn't say Duda collapsed. I was watching him all the last five rounds. He was just sitting there shaking his yeah. head, like being miserable. He killed. No, I'm just saying that I minus three is collapsed. a bad score, but it's not uh, completely outrageous in, in a way. Uh, no, no, the final yeah. result is not. But terrible, of, co of but course, in the moment yeah. you don't think of it as a learning experience. It's, it's, you think I'm such an idiot. How could I miss D5, C, D, Rook, C2, Bishop, mm -hmm. D6? I, I agree. I would say maybe for rapport is. I mean. Himbi was sort of debating as someone who really started uh, looking like an absolute elite player. And uh, that sort of image is a bit shattered after this event, I would still say. Right. Uh, but he, he, I still think his creativity yeah. and understanding might be very elite, but it's it's not the full it didn't come yet, to, it didn't yet, yet, with the choices. It didn't come together in terms position. of materializing his points, yeah. right? So, uh, yeah. yeah. I think we kind of I mean, agree. to... to Slightly disagree with Jan. Um, he was shaking his head. Uh, Duda was shaking his head before playing the winning move against uh, Fabi. So I mean, like, you shouldn't uh, over-interpret uh, how he was behaving. It doesn't look. No, but come on, you could tell. I was watching his camera a lot. He always had these long games, and he looked looked so miserable. Yeah, you can you can tell. Yeah, but uh, yeah, of and also he looked very tired, which is very understandable in the first candidates mm -hmm. like. Of course, he has energy. He's a World Cup winner, but I think, yeah, you could imagine this tournament getting to you. There's not not that many breaks, and if things don't go well, must be incredibly yeah, tough. Yeah, it's tough. You're sitting there, and uh, yeah, I yeah, know, of course. Okay. Yeah. So yes, chances. In the first round, he was completely winning against Richie. If he wins that one, maybe his whole his whole tournament takes a different path. You never know. But yeah, those were the candidates 2022. Mm-hmm. What's next? Do we do we have new info or thoughts on Magnus playing the match, not playing the match? The local press here, I think El Pais reported that he had a meeting with Vorkovic to talk about changes. Vorkovic and Sutoski, you, you will be... You will be oof. That's not what the media reported, I'm sure, Peter. <laughs> no, that is what Sutoski reported. So there is definitely <laughs> media okay. reporting that. So, I mean, My question, by the way, is... Because I read in this report in El Pais that a source very close to Magnus Carlsen and to Fide reported. So I was asking myself, who's a source that's very close to Magnus Carlsen and to Fide? Peter. It's not me. I, I really think that uh, sort of things that should be confidential should be confidential and such. So it's No, I, I wasn't it seriously. No, no, I, I, also, I also but, saw uh, it. I found it a bit humorous, like if it's behind closed doors. So where's that source? Very close to Magnus and to feed it. That tells us everything. Uh, I again, I don't know. <laughs> it's a good. It's no, mysterious. I noted these things as well uh, and such. I well, I can. I mean, yeah. No, I think generally on this subject, my policy is that uh, 
um, well, it's imp important to be sort of confidential when you should be confidential and stuff. So I have absolutely nothing to say. So you know stuff? Not necessarily, but you I think uh, one shouldn't start profiling oneself that uh, one has uh, information. And but don't we think that uh, this, this is just a weird meeting? Like at the end of the candidates, why not like uh, at the end of the previous World Championship match, you start discussing the the future of uh, because apparently they were talking. I mean, according to to Sutovsky, they were talking about format and uh, that Magnus wanted a change and so on. Which is, I mean, like of course the World Champion should should be able to to offer to give his opinion to discuss with Fide. I mean, it's all uh, very much fine according to me, but it comes really late because. Uh, let's say, uh, I mean, it could be. I, I don't think there is any format uh, better for Magnus or for Nepo in that match. I mean, but it's just, it's just very weird when you know the, already the, the challenger to start discussing the, um, the change of format. But do you know there has been no con conversation before? Like Magnus has been fairly open about his position now, and I don't know if they haven't been in touch. It's just that the whole chess world is in Madrid now, so it seems natural they would talk. No, but why, why? I mean, other. like, you, 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 so you are going to change the, the rules in the middle of a, uh, of a cycle? I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. And this, yeah, uh, at least uh, to me, it was a bit news that he was. <laughs> no, okay, no, I mean, have Peter I mean, you talk, well, on. they just changed the format of the female candidates in the middle of the cycle and such. This is, uh, they're very capable of doing. Well, in my opinion, well, there is a month until an, uh, an election. It's a strange time to do these kind of things. There is a democratic ma mandate running out. I really think that it would be normal to postpone it till after that. They could even have the Congress uh, make decision on it. This is completely normal. This was done in uh, 74 and 75, if I remember correctly, when it was relevant and such. I think it's strange to have uh, negotiations at this exact point because it will always be part of uh, elections and such and it, it generally shouldn't be in my opinion or at least it should be done in a transparent way just to use a random wo random <laughs> word so you think this thing should be incredibly confidential but in a transparent no, way no i think it should be either i mean either it's uh, done in uh -huh. i think in general of course there is elections in one month <laughs> i mean why well if you have to make serious changes you should ask the congress that's my principal point of view there's no doubt about that but uh, yeah yeah uh, just one question well, they did, they did that in yeah, I, I want to go i, I will defend peter when uh, with what's wrong with Fidia. i will be on this side but now i have a i have a question for we'll get that. i, we'll I have get a that. first a question for you peter so can you imagine like let's say you are elected so <laughs> summer is coming in chennai and uh Peter Aina Nielsen and his team and Andrei Baishpolets are elected. Can you imagine yourself going to uh, to talk uh, uh, with Baishpolets and uh, let's say some new general director or maybe you will keep Sotovsky, I don't know, uh, but I have a small, I have a small <laughs> guess on that. Uh, can you imagine going there and talking to Magnus about the change of format? I mean, like you have to, I mean, you have, you have to resign from one of the two. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's obvious that uh, if I am the deputy president, I will not have anything to do with these negotiations if I work for Magnus. So I've stated numerous times that that's how it should be done. But, uh, well, I mean, there is already these problems. For instance, uh, well, those who makes the rule for the female candidates tournament, as far as I understand, one of them is married to one of the players, right? I mean, uh, I think that we would treat it much better than it's done now with such such things. So let me give you a different scenario. Uh -huh. FIDE President Baris Pulitz is at the candidates tournament 
and world champion Magnus Carlsen shows up and Magnus says, hey Andre, do you have a minute to talk? Baris Polis, he should say no, no, he should say no, <laughs> it's election period, um, please wait for, for Congress. No, I, nice I, I don't, think, I don't think that's how it, uh, it works uh, and such, but... Uh, but that's how it should work, no? That's what you I think said. he's not elected yet, there is a difference from actually being a, a, a candidate running for something or being the actual so president. It, I think there's a huge... So, it, so the actual president, Vorkovic, when Magnus says, well, do you have a minute to talk, he should say no, it's election period. Nice no, see, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that uh, it would make sense that if they want to change things, they should put it in the Congress, as they did in uh, '75 in, in Bergen uh, and such. Um, of course, I well remember Bergen '75. I hope we do. <laughs> I mean, it was uh, well. They was also meeting in '74, but then they had an extraordinary Congress in in, in Bergen. We, we, I know, I know. '74 really set the table for '75. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, no. Yeah, but actually, Peter was the only one to to be born at that time, so it's normal. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Better than us, but I was tweeting yeah. a lot at the age of two, but yes. Okay, what else? Do we no, have I mean, I, our, again, again, like uh, I, I, I will defend uh, again. I will take the position of uh, Peter. I mean, like, <coughs> what is very annoying that Horus. I mean, like uh, Sutovsky is giving an interview after that about uh, about his uh, his talk with. To Magnus, I mean, why? I mean, why do we need to do that in a electoral? Especially, I mean, like I, I would think that he doesn't have to do it, but especially in an electoral period, I mean, he really doesn't have to do it. I, I mean, it's just uh, just okay. showing off. But that's a, that's a different debate than the meeting happening. No, the meeting happening is okay. Right. I mm. think the timing is not great uh, because it's the end of the candidate, so it feels very late to me. Um, to be to be very fair. And of and it's also electoral period. So I mean, still the meeting take, taking place. It's uh, very much fine. But then Sutovsky has to doesn't have to give this interview and give that says that Magnus would like to change the format or something like that. Uh, I mean, I don't think it's just it's just wrong. I fully agree with Jan. Of course, Dvorkovic should not say no to talking with Magnus. That would be a absurd uh, in, in, a, in a way. It's just that um, I think that the pro online profiling by Sutovsky, but also, well, I don't think Fide should take a very definite decision on that. I think such should be left up to a Congress when uh, the mandate is running out like this. Uh, but that goes for the other changes. I mean, they made changes to the sort of open candidates uh, cycle and they made changes to the female here extremely late. I think that these are events that will all happen after the elections. It's strange to bound a new administration. It's just a bad democratical style in my opinion. Alright, we're not we're not yet at yeah, the feeder rent. So let's first talk about Magnus and our boy Anish in No Madrid. but let's first just yeah, la, 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 last last think about that. So <laughs> you guys think Magnus is going to play or not? Yes or no? Jan? I think no. Peter? Well, uh, I mean, I have been saying it all the time that one should listen to okay. what he says. Did and you such. change your mind? So you said no. Yeah, okay. I, I still say no, yeah. I will say yes because I'm the optimistic wow. guy of the... <laughs> after, someone has to be uh, optimistic, so let's see. Uh, yeah, so please uh, t tell us about our friends... Uh, uh, Anish and uh, Magnus in Madrid. You saw both of them, they were... They looked very happy. Yeah, Magnus, I saw the, the first night arrived. Let's make this about me as usual. I have a very tough life. So I had to catch a flight at 7 a.m. from Hamburg, um, which I did. But as usual, I packed a little late, so there was no point sleeping before. 
Then I arrived here at 11, had to wait till 2 until I could get into the hotel room. Then from 3 till 9.30, did commentary with Judith. And then I went to the birthday party of this guy, David Martinez, which was next door. And I was very tired. I thought I would stay for like half an hour. But then, randomly, the world champion, Magnus Carlsen, arrives at a random birthday party in a random suburb of Madrid in a random Irish pub. Wow. So Magnus showed up. It was great to see him. He's clearly all over town having a good time and then on the next day they had this blitz tournament well magnus he did all kinds of stuff i guess i didn't follow him around but they had this blitz tournament in in the chess club here which was won by anish seven and a half out of eight strong performance i'm not sure how happy magnus was about it but he seemed to be enjoying himself talked a lot with anish they seem on excellent terms which i'm sure is great news for laurent that there's no no tension there and yeah overall the city the city's been burning with chess fever. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, good. I mean, like, uh, yeah, I was a bit upset, of course, that uh, Anish beat uh, Magnus uh, in the Brist tournament. That was very upsetting. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Good, good. Peter? Good, good. No, I don't have much to add. I also saw the... Anish against uh, Magnus Blitz game, and I well, I generally liked it. I thought Magnus was outplaying completely. I didn't see the first move, so I was a bit interested in what Magnus's first move actually was, uh, in a way. I couldn't see it from, from board 10. It was hard to get a clear view. Ah, yeah, yeah, I understand. <laughs> no, no, just, uh, well, you saw some kind of, uh, I don't know, Headshot Sicilian-style kind of structure or whatever. No, I don't know what it was exactly, so I was a bit puzzled what it was. But I think Jerry Magnus played a great game and was outplaying him positionally, but then, of course... Uh, he got made it at some point, and that, uh, that ah, I kind of hurt. Uh, but still, um, he seemed to have a good time. Was my my impression and such. Even find, uh, as you said, Very to bring so. it back to feeder things, uh, to have social visits and such. So I mean, sounded good. Um, but um, yeah, no, I don't have much to 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 add. Maybe. I think maybe at some point people start attacking Nakamura on, on on Twitter before he had a very important game. That maybe I thought was not uh, extremely impressive, but that was uh, all good. Also. But it's it's allowed to ignore Twitter before a very important yeah. game if you. Really I know, want to, like, but at least that much stress on him. I, I generally try not to offend uh, people on Twitter uh, the day when they have an impor important <laughs> yeah. game. Yeah, yeah. If you cut this one, it's gonna sound wrong. But oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. There was a, another half sentence coming. I laughed too yeah. early. Because else it might be seen as inexact. Uh, but uh, I thought yet generally more or less how the how the etiquette is that somehow people who has a very important game you somehow leave in peace uh, unless they start engaging. But I think one harmless tweet by Magnus he obviously didn't expect. He I was definitely not going. I'm, saying, I'm, 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 busy. I'm talking at the. But Ali Reza I'm, I'm, go, I'm not funny. gunning at Magnus. I will be against everything I stand for. I was gunning at the Anish. Ah, of course. <laughs> so. Ah, of course. So Magnus can do he, it. He did, he did it. He did it later. <laughs> so. Uh, ah, okay. Apologies. Yeah. Ah, this was this poor was, Caro, a, was a weak following. moment for you, Jan. I'm sorry. Um, but uh, <laughs> apologies. Yeah. No, I I lost the touch now. Yeah, but he, he was the, the first one. Have... No, yeah, it's fine. I mean, like, I mean, Naka went to the to the park, yeah, to play some blitz. After he drew Nepo in uh, like uh, five minutes, so he was the first one to to start all of that. So also, come on, it's just a bit of yeah. banter. It's not like he can't prepare, yeah. or it's costing him the evening to reply to yeah. tweet or not to reply. So what's next? It's um, Vladimir Kamnik's uh, statement of uh, moral degradation because uh, he, he got flagged in a, in a weekend tournament on chess.com. 
It's a funny statement, actually. Young people nowadays, they just have no morals. Now that they use a clock in Blitz, in <laughs> rapid games, even in 10 minute games, they play with a clock. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Show some respect. Yeah, and poor. Kramnik would never have done that. Poor Vladi, I can imagine. Uh, I'm, I'm really lousy with the mouse. But I, I think I'm, I'm really, I'm really slow. I mean, with the, the mouse, and I get flagged on a regular basis. But I can imagine I'm, I'm much faster than Vladimir. <laughs> Poor Vladimir, <laughs> with one minute on the clock against a 16 year, years old uh, kid from Uzbekistan who has 10 seconds, and he gets flagged. I mean, that, that must it be. It was Kaimer, no? Sorry, my boy. Yeah, Kaimer. I, it was Kaimer. I think it was my boy Kaimer. Yeah, but no, Kaimer well, is, yeah. I'm sure, is 10 times faster than, than Vladimir. No, I mean, there is no. Plus, Kaimo is sort of an incredibly but, sweet and sympathetic person with impeccable morals. Yeah, he doesn't seem like the perfect guy to use as the picture <laughs> picture boy for youth as no morals. No, that was my. But to each but their own. I genuinely think it's a very <laughs> interesting clash that. Uh, I mean, no, I'm grown. I mean, I'm also. Well, I mean, I'm even a bit older than Kramnik, right? So I think. We were used to seeing like these things as immoral. Why now it's seen as completely fine, and this is very interesting. But it's never been. I think the only change really is that rook versus rook or rook three, rook three. You make a draw in a blitz game. Usually, that has completely changed. Now it's come fine flagging there. I think that culture has changed. But to play on in a lost position, do you want them to resign when you have thirty seconds? Well, like, I think Kurt Hansen was playing. Uh, a tele tournament on Norwegian television after having played for 10 years. And I think I entirely just flagged him. And Kurt Hansen thought, okay, it was wrong, while others just thought it's completely normal. I think it's a generational thing, and you can argue that... Ne yeah, and I think none of them are wrong, but we just have to agree what's right in the beginning. Because, well, if you can't do it, nobody should do it. If you can't do it, everybody should do it. It's part of the game. No, so it's sort of... I mean, like but it's, uh, there, there are rules. You have 10 yeah. minutes for the game. You have to make all your moves within them. If you don't, and you don't have time on the clock, well, exactly. you lose. But, it's but not then like we have to agree on anything. Like no, you but can I, I can I'm sure I can find some video of Kamnik playing Armageddon. I remember in this <coughs> tournament where the Armageddon pieces were flying. And they are trying to... Come on. Uh, what is different? It's Armageddon. Why is it different? It's exactly the same. It's a lost position. You should resign out of this. Ah, yeah, you should, you and, shouldn't are, and pieces yeah, yeah, are sure, flying. Sure. They are playing this the last second. They are flagging each other. I mean, okay, come on. Yeah. It's always, no, always but I generally think that it's easier if there's no such thing as moral uh, when you play, that this is the rules, and then that's just it, and get used to it. I mean... Uh, I think everybody agrees now, like, you can do whatever. Yeah. Like, it, I think the codex has changed a bit, uh, like I said, like flagging in drawn positions, but the argument you shouldn't play on a less position, that never existed. Like, if your opponent has little time, of course you play And I think also, uh, yeah, you're right about that. Of course, you are never forced to resign. Uh, that, that should be obvious yeah. but also well i think it's easier to handle like this i mean well that's also well there is situations for instance let's say if there's no increment uh, in the final time pressure if the, you have one second left you make a move and uh, you press the clock while your pieces are lying down well according to rules you should not press the clock but any kind of uh, sort of... Uh, it's plus EV. It's plus EV to press the clock and then take the argument afterwards because the arbiters will not necessarily forfeit you. And this is the prop... But online, of course, that is... Sorry? But no, but not I mean, I mean yeah. just that it's, it's simpler. Well, you shouldn't have rules that forces you to behave uh, badly to have proper EV. So it's much simpler to just to say everything is allowed, you can win on time. So time becomes just a factor like this. It's just much easier to... 
to handle instead of some having having some weird moral things that we all seem to have our own interpretations of then it's just easier to say yeah also those other rules sorry <laughs> those other rules time is yeah, a part exactly. of the game I mean, you that's can just... also use your 10 minutes on the first yeah. eight moves to get get advantage <coughs> probably a part of one reason yeah. Sasha if you are listening to us it's not a good strategy maybe but yeah okay if you like it just do it whatever works for Sasha yeah. <laughs> oh, on that subject um, yeah yeah. So let okay, we're we're an hour in. I I can tell. The so main topic. Peter Peter is getting anxious. Fight, fight for. Ah, there, there's a tournament of the stars. Yeah, yeah, Sorry? that's what I meant. Fight. Ah, no. Okay, tournament of the stars. Ah, before the fight for chess topic. What's wrong with Fide? Okay, please go go ahead. It's part of the. Of the Fide. Is it stuff? I would think so. To some extent, but sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a tournament in, in, in uh, Russia called Tournaments of the Stars, which is Karpov, Kayakin, Grishuk and uh, Morosovic. And, uh, well, it's, a, I think, non-rated rapid event, but played at the same time as, I think, Moscow Open, uh, and I think partly organized by the Russian Chess uh, Federation. And, uh, well, of course, the controversial thing is uh, that Kayakin and uh, Karpov is participating, especially Kayakin, because he has a six-month ban, I think, but only from rated events from bringing the game into disrepute. So, well, I can ask you, is it reasonable that tournaments exist that Kayakin are playing during his ban? And is it reasonable that players like Grishuk and Morozovic is, is playing? And for instance, Grishuk has, uh, well, signed an anti-war statement. That's, such. that's very weird for me uh, to see Grishuk participating. Uh, is Kayakin playing? I mean, I remember uh, when Feller was banned uh, for cheating for three years by, by Fide, he could still uh, play some uh, some rapid events in France, which was w which were not federated. I don't think Fide can do much about that. It's about uh, local organizer to to decide. Uh, but he could play, and I even I mean during his ban, I even uh, played some games um, against him because okay, I, I was not going to forfeit from the tournament. I mean, it was weird situation. Of course, it was not the same kind of. Uh, Invitational uh, tournaments and uh, and that one, so it's very weird from uh, from Sasha to play, but in a way he has no he has no nowhere to play, no Olympian, no nothing. So it's also sad that he cannot play at all. So I don't know, it's a weird situation again. Yeah, no, Kayakin's behavior, like making fun of people being brutally attacked and murdered, and everything that came after that. I found incredibly despicable. The the ban is what it is, but I'm not sure we can really make it fit this problem if they have some private rapid event. And I'm sure Peter has researched that there are ties to uh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I was more surprised that good that Grishuk uh, yeah. partook. But yeah, other than that, I don't have much on it. Like whatever. Peter? No, I mean I understand the complexity of it and such. Um, well, I think generally it's a problem that um, Kayakin is going to appear in a, something that's obviously going to be a, a PR show in, in, in Russia and sort of creates the atmosphere that Kayakin is still able to play play chess in Russia. And obviously I dislike that the Russian Chess Federation is, is part of it, uh, as they are a member of FIDE and should generally be in line with enforcing this. Well, I mean, imagine if it was Igor Rousis who played an event like this. Would we be fine with that? Um, I hope not. Uh, and I think... An unrated rapid event? I don't know. I mean, well, if the Latvian Federation had a event with Igor Rousis, I think we would be, be outraged. Uh, I mean, it would 
He showed up at rapid tournaments. No, I don't think he was particularly well, welcome. Was and such. Uh, yeah, no, he was not welcome. And yeah, the different that, name. Yeah. That would be, would be my hunch uh, and such. No, it's complicated, but I think it's something that should be spoken about in the in the open generally and such. Uh, there's no doubt about it. And well, well, it sort of gives an idea of the complexity of, of, of these things, how this should be handled. It's also like, well, one argument for having Grishuk uh, play in Belgrade was that Russian players could speak out against the war, but it's also problematic if they speak out against the war and then they go home and play against uh, Kayakin and such, in my opinion. So I think it's complicated, no doubt. All right. So now the main topic of the this. podcast, yeah? In, in two, we got completely tricked by... Uh, by Peter. So, mm. what are you going to fix in FIDE, Peter? They were a brand new. No, no, before be, before Peter can get into it, I have a complaint. Oof. The problem is it will arrive too late, but the closing ceremony of the candidates is tonight at 8 p.m. And somehow, FIDE, you still didn't manage to send me any invitations. Like, the clock is ticking, the clock is ticking. At the time of recording, unfortunately, it will be too late because it's coming out. The show is coming out tomorrow, but yeah, that's what's wrong with Peter this week. Like, and I don't want to pay for them. Peter, is that is that acceptable? Is that a reasonable demand? I don't know how stuff works. It's not. It's not answer. I, I will Peter. tell you. Uh, so, so what? Uh, what you were excited about about this closing ceremony, the free champagne, or how does? Of course. Of course. Yeah. I'm sure there were, would be some nice speeches. Nice atmosphere, you get to see all the players. Wow. Free booze, what's not to like? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Did we lose Peter? I'm not ah, sure. I hit the. I was coughing, so I hit the cough button. I just didn't turn it on. Uh, you have, you I, might have missed okay. a couple of snide remarks uh, and such. But <laughs> I can see that we are very sure. different. I, I'm trying to stay away from uh, closing <laughs> ceremonies and such. So. Um, yeah, you're also trying to stay away from the chess world. Everybody's in Madrid. But you're not. You should come. It's time. Again, I, I work for the world champion. This is the candidates. We have the privilege of staying away, I think is the point. Yeah. Well, you also <laughs> well, he work didn't. Uh, <laughs> in a campaign for FIDE presidency. All the movers and shakers. Yeah, but you know that uh, candidates are not supposed to appear with FIDE employees, right? And also, well, again, it becomes like there's this famous story. Are you a FIDE employee? The, no, there is this famous no, but story. No, there is no, there is no to, to, to have a selfie with Emil, no? I think like 15 years ago or something like this, there was this interview with Ivanchuk that why are you not playing the candidates? He says, well, you know, I'm very busy. I have this tournament invitation. I have this tournament and this tournament. At some point, the journalist says, but, well, you didn't qualify. And I can say, like, I can come up with a lot of reasons, but I was not invited to go there. So I think that's the... the Neither yeah. was I. Just get, get a ticket. <laughs> I wasn't invited to the I somehow server. still think that sad. me crashing the event would be weird uh, in a way. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, also, I, I honestly don't think that they talked. liked me, and that's before that. I think uh, for the World Championship closing ceremony, I mean, uh, well, we all have a, a seat with our name on, and most of Team Carlson was up at the, the front with the VIP, but some, the very back was uh, was my name. But then I didn't have to sit with all... But how's it going to be once once you're yeah, in charge? Yeah, I, I didn't like, have to sit with, will you still sit stay with all the oligarchs. I, I, you might not see me at all, yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, but yeah, I hope you, you will... You I will be transparent get... yet invisible. So yeah, you you should you should get three <laughs> seats in all openings, uh, all closing ceremony for the chicken chess club. Please just book. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Chicken, you put, we put a chicken on the set and we go there or maybe not. We decide in the last minute, but it's, I, it's there. Yeah, I 
I really... Well, you should understand See, that... See, in my attempts at corruption, they don't work, Peter. All I want is some free tickets. I'm, I'm not managing... <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah. You see. Uh, again, yeah, I don't know what to, to respond to that. But I, I sincerely okay. hope that you managed to find a way into this uh, important party of yours tonight. Thank you. Thank you. So you, you that, have... That means so, a lot. Uh, I'll take some selfies if I get there and send them to you. So you can use them. I'm, I'm even willing to tweet it now if you would like me to do this. <laughs> I don't have any ah, yet. No. But uh, I'll get hold of no, some, some let's pictures praise, for you. Uh, let's, I want to praise uh, Peter for his uh, website, fightfortress.com, uh, of his campaign. I mean, I, it's not him who did it, but I mean, Obviously. it's amazing. Is it, is it fightfortress.com or fightfortress.com? I think uh, I will say like is, you're fighting for chess for chess right not for chess.com <laughs> we are fighting ah. for chess exactly yeah fire ah, yeah. okay ah, good good one chess. but yes no I well I was about to say you can be like like Ding, Ding Liran answered about how he should name pronounce you just you can do it whatever you want to to write yeah no you said I don't hear any no, difference yeah. between your Liran and Lisa yeah yeah fair enough uh, but thanks a lot Laurent I mean uh, so very well, impressive the list is just uh, very successful I mean it looks they look very successful. I mean, yeah. I didn't know any names, but, uh, but you check them out. I, I mean, that's uh, it's good actually. It's the point. We are gonna bring in a lot of uh, new, yeah. uh, reputable guys, and that's uh, will make uh, the chess world better. There's no doubt about that, in my opinion. I hate to admit it. I was positively <laughs> surprised um, from the look of the site and right? the the team. Well, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, uh, I can hear. We don't have anything to talk about if it becomes positive, right? But uh, yes. <laughs> no, exactly. exactly. Yeah, but no, I, but I, really think... I can criticize Barish Pulitz tight, but that would be bits. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you you managed to get it in now, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah sure. We can cut it out. Yeah. That, that would just be wrong. No, no but uh, <laughs> to be very honest, I was I was really expecting a crappy uh, Facebook page, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, I'm very, I mean. <laughs> I'm very impressed. I like, it's not like I think we have a better program than any of the others. I think we have a better program than the rest combined. If anything, I think this election campaign is weird. That is extremely little about um, any kind of topics uh, in a way. Well, that co co was there a program. I, I didn't see the program. I just oh, saw could, the, the pictures. There's text. There is actually something called. Yeah, that's uh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, no, nobody uh, reads programs. I mean, come on. No, 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 no. I, it's just about to be fair, we have hit it. But I think you get this thing that is well. We're not hiding that one. It's called program. You click on it, then you get the program. I. Yeah, no, you that's amazing. You just put the mouse and it comes down there. It's like, uh, yeah, six different things, but okay. Mm. Well, now your praise is a, matters a bit less to me because you apparently haven't checked it that carefully, but even so. Of course not. Yeah. No, no, we just saw the pictures. Fair enough. The, the yeah, side good. Well, that's, so, well, I mean, what, I, I t told you that we would have some uh, positive... What is the program? Since we haven't read it just, just for us, could you, could you sum it up? Maybe one, two keywords? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could. Transparency, yeah. No. <laughs> ah, okay, excellent. And um, do we want more Russian influence in chess? Yeah, no. If you haven't paid attention, then uh, I think ideally less. Uh, I would say, but any <laughs> any kind of uh, political uh, influence, uh, it should be a ah, reputable and a neutral organization, free of uh, other interests mm -hmm. than just chess. That's the idea. Of fight for chess means that we fight for chess, not for something else. Um, Fight for closing well, exactly or dress codes or whatever. Yes, something like that. <coughs> White sneakers in chess tournaments. Yeah, I, well, if it was up to me, that should be a key thing. But again, um, I'm only the deputy, so uh, you'll take it up with Andre if, if you really want to. 
So, so that's your new line. Oh, I'm not. I don't have an opinion on that. Take it up with Andre. I'm only the deputy. No, we want transparency. Not, not, Ask not Andre. fully. I, I don't think that I can be accused of saying too little so far. I, on the contrary, I've heard the opposite. Um, but, uh, well, it's clear that uh, I'm not running for president. I mean, well, it would be like uh, any other normal sort of presidential race. It's obvious that uh, he's the one who is uh, the, the one that's going to run the show and. Uh, not me, and I think that's. I'm pretty used to that role, so that's fine. Is he here, in Madrid? No, he's not. He's in uh, Los, Los Angeles, okay. I think. So no, I don't think he was invited. Um, so, <laughs> but it's, it's so a question. big question. Uh, you don't need to you be invited. To, you can to just tonight, <coughs> Excuse me. He's not invited. Are you coming? Are you coming to the Olympiad? You know, chess Olympiad with uh, some election in the middle. I'm not uh, playing or anything. If I come there as a delegate, uh, oh, sorry, as uh, that, I, I hope so. But um, well, there is uh, certain pride. Sorry, it's not here. No. Mm -hmm. But that's news. You hope so. So there's a chance you're there going. There is a yeah? chance, of course. I mean, but that's great. Uh, I cannot uh, guarantee it. Uh, but um, Andre is going to be there for basically the whole time. So again, our Excellent. our main man. So. Uh, He will be there. Is he a chicken? I'll introduce myself. Sorry? Is he, is he a chicken? I mean, like, can we have a drink with him? If Andre is a chicken, I yeah. mean, he's uh, running yeah. alone against uh, a whole feed establishment. It doesn't strike me as chicken. Uh, so he's not one of us? Yeah. No, uh, but I think he's a, a nice guy and such. He might uh, I mean, even... Can we buy him a drink or is that I violating actually... any electoral rules? You can, but then I think to make an example out of it, we have to not give you any sort of appeals committee's post up. But you'll not get that anyway. So I don't yeah, think but we, no, we uh, won't. Why, why not? Why not? We're qualified. Transparency. Why Why are we being neglected? Yeah, no, but you we will, of anyway, course, have we the right only to... exotic places uh, for appeals committee. <laughs> yeah. And so we can, we can have it. Yeah, we will buy you a drink. Let, well, let's see. And talk I mean, about, everybody. So. Southeast Asia. Everybody down talk, but it's actually a very important point of our campaigns that well, people will have to apply for these things. I mean, we. we yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you said we, we're not getting them anyway. Why can't we? No, apply? that's just because that's just I had wrong. this probably wrong assumption that someone even more qualified would apply. But again, that could be wrong. Well, I mean, for the appeals committee, who's it's more? It's true. You actually have us. a juridical back background, so yeah. <clears throat> very much so. Chess grandmaster, keen sense of fairness, transparency. Expert on white sneakers. Anyway, you'll have it all in writing with my <laughs> yeah, CD. yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And uh, what was it about? I saw you tweeted about uh, pre-sanctions for so uh, for Dvokovic is is on some list of uh, not yet sanctioned, but uh, maybe sanctioned. How does that work? Well, that is the Yermak McFall group, which is uh, well, Yermak is uh, the head of the uh, Zelensky administration and McFaul, uh, well, he's uh, fr from, from the US, had several positions there, and they are making a, a list of persons sort of who they recommend for sanctions, and they included uh, uh -huh. Dvorkovich for that. Um, okay. so, so, well, that's, I mean... But that doesn't mean he will be It doesn't mean that he will be, but be that means that he is uh, on sort of their suggested list. And, well, as I said, it's not someone random. Yermak, well, you can check him out. He's... Uh, Closely connected. Well, he's the administrative head of uh, the president's office. I, I, I will not, not take a sort of 
don't uh, correct me on if this is uh, slightly wrong, but that's basically what it is. In that so, so, so how many how many persons on the list to see if the, the requests are reasonable or not? Uh, I, for, I forgot the actual number and such. I, have more I mean, like it's thousand, one hundred? Definitely thousands, I, I, I'm sure. Uh, thousands, I think yeah. That, ah. Well, I think also general the target is uh, to have thousands uh, sanctions and such. But uh, again, I made a, a long Twitter thread going through all their arguments they had like six six to eight different uh, cases and such and why is it that uh, he, he should be sanctioned and such and uh, uh, no for me they make a convincing case you could argue i'm, I'm biased uh, and such uh, for, for a number of reasons but uh, well i think it's, it's clear there's mainly some well interviews from 2015 2018 but also from 2022 after the war and such and uh, sort of uh, some, I think, both strong and uh, well-documented uh, uh, accusations and such, which if you have half an hour, I'm willing to go through them in great detail. No, no, details. it's okay. It's fine. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about your, your winning chances? I mean, people, you know, we are all, all players, chess players, and we care about, at the end of the day, it's about winning. So uh, are you winning chances better than, let's say, Magnus playing the match? Uh, against Nepo or how do you evaluate that now yeah, that you I'm sure you're in touch with many federations mm -hmm. I mean evaluating it is strange it's like uh, when you work for Magnus I don't try to evaluate I try to do my job as, as well as possible and it's also very dynamic I mean well for instance does Dvorkovic get sanctioned or not of course that matters a lot uh, I would say and such I mean so well, let's be objective. He, he won't be sanctioned till. I mean, it's likely that in the one month uh, no, it's, time it's, we have till election, he probably won't be sanctioned. It's not a given, in my opinion, but uh, it could could be and such. So, well, again, I think they have an obvious uh, strategic advantage, as I have complained about many times, that they are using the the feeder apparatus to to campaign and such. But. Um, I, I mean, as you said, I think we have a good website. We have um, found a good uh, team. Well, the team is still going to be bigger and bigger and such. But uh, to say that we are favourites is probably too strong. But um, I mean, well, I think that we we are doing it the way we would like to do and trying to present our programmes and such. And uh, I think it's uh, obviously right. And then it's, um, well, it's more about um, trying to build a feeder that you really would, would like to have and try to convince people this is the way to go and such. But uh, obviously, we don't have uh, like 190 votes secured yet. <laughs> okay. okay, guys, I have to go. I have some partying with feeder officials to do. It's been, it's been great talking to you. Um, do we have chicken of the week? I don't like that category. Really? So I, I got nothing. Let's make let's make Anish. The no, I will I will get you. You, had, you are, I, I wanted to to nominate, of course, uh, Naka, who didn't play for wins against Zepo, of but course. you are even backing him, saying that it's absolutely normal. <laughs> would, He's would just good at math. Stupid to play mm. and so on. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll so, take so, it. Ian, but uh, you are my my chicken of the week. Wow. So Anish is mine. Okay, oh. I don't have a good argument, but I can take him. But yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's okay. always always a good one. Okay, Jan has to leave. Bye-bye. Oh. Great pleasure yeah. talking to you. Till next Enjoy time. Enjoy the Bye. closing. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.